welcome to Area Happy Hour. Here are your hosts, Jacob Bell and Hunter Sleppy. All right, all right, all right. Welcome back, y'all. This is episode three of the Area Happy Hour podcast. This is the Dale episode. Shout out to Dale Sr. Doing it for uh, Dale. One of the goats. Yeah, we're doing it for Dale, one of the goats of NASCAR. And speaking of NASCAR, we went racing in the NASCAR cars, the Cups, uh, the Trucks, the Xfinities. The Cups. We did it all at Coda. <laughs> yeah. I like it. I like it. We're going to call it the Cups. And uh, the Cups raced on Monday night. And, uh, yeah, we had Coda week. Uh, so we're going to recap that a little bit, and then we're going to jump into our interview with our fantastic, fantastic guest, right, with Ryan Swan, and, and get to talk to him about some of his background. He's, you know, co-owner of the Lucas Oil Dirt Late Model Series in real life, so a lot to get <laughs> to with that. And then uh, we're obviously going to recap Sonoma and the NASCAR Series last weekend, look ahead to the trucks at Knoxville, and... Um, also look ahead to Area's next week's race, which is our second to last before the playoffs, by the way, at Nashville. That's coming up next week. Then we're going to look recap our picks from Coda, see where we stacked up. Spoiler alert, Hunter did not do so hot this week. <laughs> and then, uh, no, then we'll make our picks no, for, uh, for next not. week at Nashville. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was, it was a tough week. So, like I said, spoiler alert. Tough for, week uh, for me. Tough week for me, not for Jake. Um, but because this just happened like 10 minutes ago, quick shout out, Golden State. They won the NBA Finals. Curry Finals MVP finally happened. Uh, just had to get that out of the way because it literally just yep. ended and we're recording just after it happened. Uh, yep. But yeah, let's go ahead and talk about Coda because it happened, also happened tonight. It happened Tuesday night, but let's go to Monday night for the Cup Series. Early on, and I don't want to go like jumping all over, but coming off Sonoma, it, it looked like that it was going to be a race on track position because Sonoma, the cup series, it kind of looked like that. And I thought it was going to transition into the cup series for Coda on Monday night. And as soon as I saw that, I'm like, yep, this is going to be track position. Like you will be able to make moves towards the back, but like up front, it, it's going to be difficult to pass. Yeah. And it was, it was, I mean, if you look at the finishing results from Coda and uh, it was, it was Jake Nichols picking up another win there, the top five, starters in the race finished in the top five so literally like you said it, it was about track position um i feel like some people like myself probably realized that a little too late uh how to use that caution that competition caution everybody had to their advantage by pitting right before it was definitely key um and that's kind of what costed uh james Scaoli that went on monday night he was up front those first 10 laps caution flag came out he you know he didn't come down and pit before that yellow came out um, and he got cycled back. And like you said, it was just so hard to pass. He wasn't back, uh, able to get back up to Jake Nichols or David Weishart. Yeah. And I put, I put this here, this little timestamp at the bottom of our, uh, leaderboard with our picks. You said at June 13th, 305 PM, Jake exact time five for cup in no specific order. Weishart, Skyoli, Jake Nichols, Hearn, and Johnston. You got four out of the five, right? Cameron Hearn finished in seventh. Alan Balancino got third. Uh, but yeah, you kind of, kind of knew who the, who the front runners were going to be. Yeah. Well, I mean, we, it made it easy just talking to the guys and knowing who was putting in like a crazy amount of practice and who wasn't the one I didn't account for. It was Alan Balachino. Who's, who's a, a really good road racer in his own right. Um, but I didn't know that he was prepping the way he was. And, and he was honestly, he was top five for most of that race, but there was a couple periods there where I had that top five there with, uh, with her and Skyler Lee Johnston. Um, you know, running up in the mix with with Nichols and Wiseheart, uh, but it didn't pan out. But hey, I'll, I'll take four out of five. It's not a it's not a, a thing to hang my 
hang my head on too much. Yeah, like you mentioned, Jake Nichols, fifth win of the year in the 10 races. It, it seems like he's going to be the championship favorite. We've still got two more races left. We got Nashville, we got Talladega, but for the playoffs, man, it seems like Jake Nichols is going to be the one to beat in the cup level. Yeah, he, he's just been really, really strong, man, at every type of track. And he even said himself he was looking forward to the road courses. So once I heard him say that after he was talking to you last week, I, I knew we were going to probably be in trouble, so I wasn't going to count him out completely. But, you know, in all honesty, I think speed-wise, you could argue that, you know, Skyoli was probably the fastest guy there. He I mean, he qualified on pole in those first 10 laps. He was pretty much untouchable. Um, but just that track position game, like we talked about, put him in the back. and uh, Well, not in the back, just put him outside the – outside of the lead and wasn't able to rebound. Yeah. Uh, so that, that was the kind of cup side of things. Jake Nichols just absolutely dominated, led 18 of the 30 laps. Like you mentioned, Skyoli led 10 laps, got a solid fourth, but seemed like it was, if you pit it before the competition yellow, you were setting yourself up for a good finish. And uh, let's go ahead and transition now to Tuesday night because we had the truck series go to uh go to coda and it, for me i couldn't watch because i'm at work uh but it seemed like the favorite heading into the race was going to be travis beckner based on the amount of practice that this kid he's a kid yeah he's still a kid but it, his school ended uh just before coda so he was able to put more time and effort into the truck side of things for coda and no surprise there. Beckner pulls off the win, led 21 of 25 laps. And, Jake, you, you got a good look at it because you were using Monday night, the Cup Series, as practice for Tuesday night. Uh, and it seemed yep. like it paid off. You got a solid top 10 there. Well, it, it paid off for the exact reason we were just talking about, right? And that, that was I learned Monday night that if you know I wanted to have a good finish on Tuesday, I was going to have to pit before – uh, that stage caution came out. So that's exactly what I did. And honestly, a large majority of the field did that. Tra Travis actually won the race, but he pitted before the caution came out. And he also pitted during the caution. So I think he ended up restarting like seventh because he was technically, he, he restarted behind me um, during that restart in the middle of the race and uh, let them all down through the S's. I was like fifth or sixth and I was all over the place. And I was like, oh man, next thing I know, I looked to my left and Beckner's making a three, a three wide move through the middle at the end of the S's, he got around me and, and me, me and somebody else and uh, definitely was a, a ballsy move, but it paid off for him because he got right up to the front and then, I mean, checked out, uh, beat Bryce Senesak by 31 seconds on the night. Uh, that's probably one of the large, largest margins of victory we've ever had. And uh, he was just like in a, in a league of his own. He, re he really was. And uh, yeah, I got to mention Bryce Senesak doing a one-off in the trucks. Uh, he came down on Tuesday night. Uh, he impressed me a lot with how successful he was at the road course. Garrett Grant, Colin Fambro, and Justin Anasogok rounding out the top five. It was a fun race, man. I think uh, the trucks slid around a lot more than the cup cars and kind of produced a little bit more side-by-side -side action. Wasn't without some controversy either because Brad Slaughter Jr. was up front after that stage caution, and him and Cameron Hearn got together, uh, and Cameron you know, owned up to his mistake on that one, but he turned Brad right around and pretty much – Ended Brad's shot at winning that race. And then on top of that, you know, Brad had to run that entire last stage on those tires that were just absolutely worn out. Uh, so it really put a, you know, bummer end to both those guys' nights. Yeah, and uh, that, that was actually the only part I did see because, like I said, I was at work, but we had a good bit of people in. So I was like, oh, I'll tune into the race. And I was look, I was trying to look through ATVO, but I couldn't get that to load. So I just tuned into the stream and I saw Slaughter spinning 
Beckner going around, Hearn stuck behind Slaughter. I'm like, all right, well, that's all I needed to see. And I had to, I had to get back to work anyway. But yeah, no surprise that Beckner won. Uh, shout out. We're still waiting on his, on his celebration. I don't think he's going to do like yeah. a watermelon smash like Ross Chastain, but I feel like it'll be something revolving around the Sour Patch no, he watermelon said. kids. No, he said he's doing he, – he said, I think I, on the broadcast uh, when they were interviewing him, he said that he made a bet with his dad that if he wins the race, he gets to do uh, the watermelon smash, I guess, like Ross Chastain. So I told him <laughs> if he does it, he's got to send it to us first so we can post it on social media because that will be pretty, pretty funny to see. But uh, also – Big win for him too, Hunter, because coming into Tuesday, uh, Beckner was actually on the outside of the truck playoffs. He was 16th in the standings. That win uh, and, you know, just the, the good points that he had jumps him up to 14th in the standings, but also locks him into the playoffs. Yeah, I didn't realize that until I was back looking through. Like, man, this guy was pretty pretty far down in the points. And, you know, we could see that again at Talladega, but seeing it at, at a road course, and we, we could say Beckner's a road course ringer because he did solid – last season uh when we went to Watkins Glen but you know he he he's getting better on the ovals but the road courses you know he, he just has that down like he has it memorized at this point um but yeah congrats to him on the win and was looking forward for Thursday night which was tonight uh but he money shifted on the first lap and unfortunately that did not happen but you know uh you live and you learn uh, Beckner yeah. said he needs a new shifter because his shifter, he said he shifted in the third gear and it still said that he, he downshifted in the first. So not yeah, really well, sure honestly, though, wrong there. Even though he was so strong on Tuesday night, Thursday night was a completely different story with how fast that number seven was. Yeah. Yeah. James Skyly, he took what he learned Monday night in a way. I thought he was going to pit before the stage caution. Did I did not too. happen. Uh, Simon Fine and Ryan Swan, they were the only two that stayed, uh, that came in and pitted. I thought Swan was going to stay out. He came back down and pitted for some reason. And then Simon Fine got a massive bump from the 33 of Widesart. And it just, he missed turn one and Skyler took the lead and there was no turning back after that. He got the job done. Like I said, led 26 of 28 laps and just got absolutely dominating performance. He won by 19 seconds over Cameron Hearn. Now that is a little little uh something there because <laughs> you and i thought the same thing he pitted from second to get fresh tires was back in 10 under green and drove, <laughs> uh, under green drove up through the field and still got second uh but yeah yeah it, it was like opposite a little bit of what we saw during you know the monday and tuesday race where a lot of those guys were pitting before that caution came out because the tire fall off you know wasn't a ton thursday night the tire fall off was quite a bit because those things slid around even more than the trucks did um, so Cameron, you know, made that bold call and the halfway through the last stage on their green pitting from second, like you said, uh, went all the way back to 10th and drove all the way back up to second. And, you know, there was, there was a few times there where he got, you know, trapped behind some of the slower cars he was trying to pass where, you know, if he was able to get around those guys a little bit more smoothly and maybe sky only fell off a little bit more, you know, there was a chance Cameron could have even won the race off of that call, but ultimately Skyly was just way too fast, way too perfect. I don't think he made a wrong input on the wheel all night. Like he drove that, he literally drove the wheels off of it. If you watch his onboard, how he was approaching the corners and everything, it was just nuts. Yeah. And he, he, he did have the highest I rating in the field on, on road courses. I actually didn't know that there was a difference in I rating from ovals and road courses. I thought it was just yeah. all the same thing, but he had 
like a 3,800 I rating on the road courses. When I saw that, I'm like, oh, well, no wonder why the whole chat uh, put him down as, I'd say, the people's favorite to, or the people's pick to win. And, you know, he got the job done, and, you know, who knows? Maybe he'll carry a swing of momentum his way for the playoffs. Yeah, it, and well, that's another thing, too, right? So we saw it with Beckner getting the win that locks him in. Now Skyoli's got the win that locks him in. He was pretty safe on the playoffs regardless, you know, running top five in points in the Lodgebox series. But now you got the win, you know, for a fact that you're going to be in the playoffs. A little bit, you know, of a sigh of relief, especially when you have a track like Talladega to, to end the regular season at. Yeah, and, and you mentioned Beckner was on the outside looking in for trucks. He won. Now he's in. Uh, looking through here, I don't know if there's anyone that's on the outside looking in that could possibly get in. I mean, it could happen, but, you, you know, we'll have to wait. Are and you see. saying in the Lodgebox series? Yeah. Yeah, the Lodgebox series, the top 12, you know, the, the only battle really is probably going to be for that 12th spot between – you know, for, for uh, Rick Christensen and Adam Caps, but even Caps, you know, he's 25 points behind Rick Christensen. The thing to watch out for, I would say, in the Lodgebox series playoff-wise is that Talladega race, you know, if there's a lot of guys who could end up winning that race that are right inside that top 20 with the minimum start requirements, you know, if Carter Coop, Ed, Ed Moore Sr., Christopher Buds, Jordan Martin, um, you know, Adam Caps for that matter, if any of those guys win at Talladega, it's going to be a heartbreaker for, you know, whoever's in 12th going into that race because it's, you know, probably going to knock them out of the playoffs, whether that's Forrest Smith or Rick Christensen right now, who's currently 12th. Um, outside of that, though, I, I do agree with you, Hunter. I think the points are pretty safe as they are. You just got to watch for that first-time winner. Indeed, and we could get another first-time winner next week at Nashville or possibly Talladega. Who knows? But we'll, we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, absolutely. So it, it's going to come down to the wire, I think, in a lot of these, you know, a lot of these series. I know the trucks are going to be really, really tight because um, I'm right there in that mix. And then we have a lot of people in the mix on Monday nights, too. So it'll be something to watch. And one of those guys in the playoff mix on Monday nights is Ryan Swan, Hunter. Yep, Ryan Swan. He's not in the mix for the trucks, but he's in the mix for the cup. Uh, we We sat down with him just before tonight's race at Coda in the Xfinity car side of things, and we'll go ahead and play that little interview for you. Welcome back to the Area Happy Hour podcast. We're here with our next guest, Mr. Ryan Swan. Ryan, how's it going? I'm doing pretty good, Hunter. Thank you guys for having me. Well, it's a pleasure having you on, and Jake was really adamant about getting you on this podcast and got a, got a couple of questions to dive into. Uh, Jake has them listed out. Yeah, well, first off, we you know we we did our poll like we normally do, Hunter, asking around who should we get on, who should we get on for this week's episode, and honestly, nobody nobody said Ryan Swan, um, rightfully so. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> I, I like to see that my fan base has uh, really came on strong, you know, amongst the drivers. Uh, <laughs> I guess they want to definitely hear what I have to say on this uh, on this show here. So yeah, hey, we'll let it rip. Yeah, I mean, uh, like I said, we, we, we asked around. We, we have a lot of good people that we're going to get on here outside of Ryan. Obviously, I'm kind of messing with him because he's one of my best friends that we have in this league. But we're going to get good people on. We just don't want to have them all right out of the gate. So sometimes, you know, we got to go through our ups and flows a little bit. So. Hey, it's, fi it's fine. Sometimes in life, you just got to set the bar low. And you have really hit rock bottom here. <laughs> <laughs> So all right. I don't really know what direction we want to take this. I don't know if we want to do, you know, the iRacing background. You're big into dirt racing. 
obviously uh, i think you own the lucas oil late model series is that correct no sir <laughs> you know i don't know I, I where you i don't know where you pull that out of but yeah i, I guess <laughs> according to jake i do wow uh you know i feel i feel like we should start off by how how we we came to because we're all pretty tight in the in this group here it goes all the way back to xbox days and i guess we'll just start there with with how we we like you know became friends and and all that um yeah, the, so the first, I guess, thing I recall between you guys, uh, we used to run a Xbox series um, way back in the day, around 2013, 2014, um, which was GRL, which was, uh, I believe it was Drake. Um, some of you guys would know. D- Diego, uh, he, right? Diego yeah. Alvarado, I think? Yeah. Not the, rapper, he, uh, not the rapper. He ran the NASCAR Heat uh, Pro Series stuff. Um, couple seasons ago he really uh he really brought me on there and you guys kind of joined a little bit later than i did um i know for sure um i believe that was the first instance that i had ran across you guys but and then also like sxrl i've I've known a couple of uh guys in the league from then yeah so Um, sxrl just to clarify is uh sebastian miller uh, who ran that league for a long time on, on the NASCAR video games. I think it was Sebi's Xbox Racing League. And there's a lot of good, you know, alumni from that league. If you really look at it, you got Ryan Hartz ran it. Um, Jordan Martin, the other Jordan Martin, not our Jordan Martin. Uh, obviously, Sebastian Miller, uh, Connor Holden. There's, there's a lot of guys that kind of came from that whole group, too. Yeah. Um, other than that, um, I mean, yeah, we've kind of – kind of stuck around each other for upwards of almost 10 years now, which is crazy to think uh, we just started with Xbox and we've just kind of stuck together. Um, knowing you guys for that long is it's pretty wild. Yeah. So that's a kind of what, I guess kind of what leads into the whole iRacing thing. You know, what, what made that transition for you from the Xbox racing days over to iRacing and kind of going full on to the, to the PC world. So um, when the NASCAR hall of fame got opened back in 2010, um, it really sparked my interest because in there they have an exhibit or whatnot where you actually get in the race cars and you do the send there. That was really what turned me on to it. Uh, however, I didn't really sign up and get onto this uh, platform until about 2016. Uh, and actually for the first couple of years, it's funny because uh, up here until probably about two years ago, I ran under my mom's name. So <laughs> it's, uh, <laughs> something interesting about my journey here on iRacing. It's, uh, yeah, I've been on here about, uh, about six years now. What was your, what was your first couple of memories on iRacing? Obviously you got the name, I think it was what Felicia was your, was your original yeah. name, I guess on here. I remember, I remember that. Um, yeah. but I remember we, we started off in a couple other leagues, some super speedway stuff. And then ultimately we kind of transitioned over to extreme. Um, what were your early memories about it? Early memories, I remember, um, obviously, um, just turning laps. I mean, I didn't really run league stuff until we got into Sarge. I don't quite remember who who ran that series, but it was the Super Speedway. Uh, that was Speedway Robbie Lyons. Yep. Right. Um, that's the Super Speedway League that we ran. That was our first season together as a team, uh, us, and I believe it was uh, Dawson Miller and – Mason Kane, yeah, Mason Kane as well. That's also where we found Zach Ogburn. Yeah, that is where Zach Ogburn came in. Um, so I mean, that was really our first uh, our first league season together, and mine overall. I didn't really do any league racing before that. 
Um, so yeah, I mean, that was a, that's where I started. Obviously, uh, I, like I said, 2016 or to what, 2018 or whatever, right before that, I really didn't, I mean, mess around with it too much. I had a, I had maybe just run a couple races. I don't really do official races like that. And so I was just turning laps. I was, you know, not really familiar with it until we started racing. So we run Sarge, we run that league. Then we kind of go over to extreme motorsports uh, at the time with Ogburn, Zach Ogburn, yourself, Dawson Miller, me. Obviously, we meet some people over there. And that kind of starts like I feel like our whole team journey, which you've pretty much been on the JBR side of things since the start of it, really. Um, you know, what? how has that been from your – obviously, you know, that is our team and, you know, the, that's my team essentially. But how has it been from your perspective being a part of a team and, you know, carrying it across what three different leagues now yeah the the fun part about being on the team for me is that there's a group of us that don't necessarily we do take this seriously but this is the most laid-back team you could ask for as like let's have fun while doing this and honestly ever since ever since really day one on on the sarge league or whatnot i've i've felt completely just laid back and just do my thing and have a good time while doing it. Um, I'm sure anybody else who's raced on the team will tell you the same thing. I don't know. I, I feel like there was definitely a, a point in time where it, it did get a little over the top and it felt like that kind of second or third season where we were running over an extreme. It was, it was a lot. I felt like, you know, from my, at least from my end, I felt like, you know, was pretty adamant about everybody showing up. I tried to do the whole practice deal a lot too, you know, where we would try to schedule practices and stuff during the week. And I think, you know, it, it got so over the top that it, you know, made us just stop altogether and not wanting to do the team stuff anymore. And then I think kind of the, the, the rethinking of it, you know, and going back to what you said, like being more laid back and not so serious about it has kind of made it more fun. I would say, I don't know what your perspective is on that. Yeah. Uh, not only, I mean, I guess managing people and, you know, this team point stuff, man, it can be real hard if somebody misses a race or you kind of expect more out of the team drivers or whatnot. And with Extreme, I think it just kind of, I don't know, pushed us over the edge, maybe the second season or whatnot. And kind of us that were running three three series, it's just kind of hard to be there every night. And, you know, frustration's kind of boiled over. But, um, you know, now, like I said, it feels – I feel at home, so I'm not going to – probably not going to go anywhere regardless of what the others uh, say or for, offer or oh yeah, yeah we got a trade going on i mean i don't <laughs> even know what that means the running joke was <laughs> i'm trading him for travis beckner hunter that, that's the joke it's and uh, a first been going round on pick. the last couple weeks yeah the first round pick is we we're gonna have to probably add on our end cause <laughs> i wonder what kind of i now whatever that value is at that first round pick you know that might be uh might be interesting. Travis went and got himself a win on Tuesday at Coda. So, well, you got some catching up to do now. Yeah, that but, uh, the Xfinity race, we'll have to see how that plays out as well. Yeah, well, looking at area and speaking of this season, how would you, you know, I asked the same question to David when he was on here last week. How would you rank your season in your eyes? Um, so I'm going to just start off uh, where I have missed the ball, and that is completely I've missed the ball on Tuesday nights. Now, I, I've missed a couple of races, but also on top of that, I have not ran anywhere near what I expected of myself. Uh, I made the playoffs last year. Um, I went through, um, 
pretty much got a win at Talladega. I didn't perform like I wanted to at uh, in the playoffs, but that was kind of expected. Um, but yeah, man, I've just had I've had terrible luck, um, especially just early in the season. Tal or uh, Daytona, I'd hit the wall. My computer would shut off on me. All that good stuff. On the Cup side, I feel like I have uh, exceeded my, I guess, uh, goals for this season. I'm right on the edge of making the. Well, what the heck? We lost we Ryan. Lost Ryan Swan. Where did he go? Oh, there no, he's, he's back. back. You there? Ryan got Ryan got too excited talking about the Cup Series and him being in the playoffs that he, he must have accidentally <laughs> left the call. I'm leaving this all in too, so I, I'm curious to be back. <laughs> yeah, back. yeah. Uh, so my computer just went to sleep on me. Awesome. You know, fifteen hundred fifteen hundred dollars later, and the thing wants to fall asleep on me. I, I don't even well, know we, where I was at. Uh, you, uh, you were talking about, about how you're talking and, about yeah this season and how you're you know you weren't you're not happy with how you're doing on the truck side of things because those that don't know Ryan loves he loves running in the trucks like he's really good in trucks it's his favorite series really in all of Asia yeah. well, really good very <laughs> questionable uh, especially like this week I got I got really beat up on the road course so I just I, you know I had some other stuff going on and I needed to take care of so it just. You know, just kind of had to push it aside a little bit. But, yeah, truck series, like I said earlier, kind of rough, kind of rough going. Tr- Cup series, I've, I'm have i blown away with how I've done this season. Uh, I'd like to get a couple more top ten finishes. Uh, I don't think I'm in the running for rookie of the year with Jake Nichols running away with six yeah, wins, no. five wins. <laughs> but, I mean, a playoff, a playoff spot would be just far and beyond what I thought I was going to be this season. Yeah, so speaking was, of Jake, I, oh, go I was actually gonna. Ask, I was gonna ask Brian, why do you think you're doing better in in Cup than trucks? Because like I was saying, those that don't know, Ryan really likes running in the trucks, and for some reason he can't quite get a grasp of that just yet before the playoffs start. But in Cup, Cup is like a flip of a switch. He's up there and he's contending for a playoff spot. Why do you think that is, Ryan? Uh, it's a it's a mix. I'm I'm not gonna sit here and say I'm not lucky. You know, people got tore up the first part of the season, and I jumped out to a pretty you know, decent points gap between me and the cutoff. Um, obviously, some people got wadded up the first couple of races and they got behind, you know, like uh, I believe I think Nicholas Nicholas Johnson got behind me. And uh, I think like guys like uh, Dwayne Culberson are right with me in the cutoff. People like that, uh, Seidenfaden, uh, I'm not exactly sure how far back he is. Um, He's like right around 20th. He's yeah, had a rough cup year. Rough season for him. Um, hey, no one's, had a ru- no one's had a rougher season than James Shane Wolf. James Shane Wolf has had an awful season, but that is not his fault. Um, some of it. But uh, as far as as far as me in the playoffs or whatnot, dude, that, that'd be that'd be awesome. Some say some would say it won't be, but I mean it would be very Mickey Mouse of me to be in the play. I would look like that uh, the meme with the military guy and the one guy with the clown suit. Yeah, but- yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Um. So my question now, and this is like a, a cut to shit. Like, be upfront and tell everything here. Biggest rival you've had. It can be this season. It can be last season. Who, who's you know rubbed you the wrong way? And you know you, you just straight up don't like the guy. Oh man, biggest rival uh, probably last season. The whole transcendent truck team. Um, 
you know, I got off to a pretty interesting start uh, last season. I kept getting into, I believe his name is Colin Williams. Uh, hit him a couple times in a row, and then old Cody Moore jumped on me and called me the dirtiest driver in area, um, which I've kind of made sure I'm not that unless somebody kind of hits me first. Um, but yeah, man, I, you know, I just kept getting into the guy last, last season and it was like a magnet between me and him. Which one, which one are you referring to? There? Uh, Co- uh, Colin Williams. Okay. Colin. Yeah. Colin, Colin and Cody both are gone probably because, because of their issues and run-ins with people like you. Yeah. It's an honest question, you know, it, it but is that that seems like that's kind of been more so one sided as to you know them not liking you. I'm I'm kind of wondered who do you not like the most? Uh, probably the driver at a 77 in the cup and trucks. Yeah, yeah that, that sure. guy. That I mean, that guy just runs me through runs me through everything. You know, well, off, you know, on the track, say, off the track. I, I would say some would say you would probably not like racing against Beckner after that move at Gateway where. You shove it in the middle three wide and, and put them in the fence on lap, halfway through the race, sometimes, whatever it was. You know, sometimes I wish people would look at it in a different way. I wish they would respect the effort. I'm not up front <laughs> all the time. But, dude, I was going to be up front that race. Yeah, I, you know, I, I, I guess so, if that, that that's your take on it. Oh, but. Well, hey. <laughs> oh, all right. So we got a little more uh, to digest in, so – some of your interests off the track, uh, well, off the track, off oh, yeah. the area, uh, gotta say, you're a big dirt fan. Like, you love dirt racing. You were just over at Eldora last week when they had all that racing going on Thursday night. And, I mean, Jake and I, we were, we were up watching it at, like, noon, and then we were still watching it at, at midnight or so. That's why the last episode we recorded all the way up till 3 in the morning because it was so fun. But you were actually at Eldora, and you like going to these different dirt tracks across the country. Uh, what? What's your favorite track that you've been to? It could be either this year or any any of the years that you've went in the previous. Yeah, I uh, I really enjoy going to Eldora. Um, very nice facility up there. Everything's just concrete pad. You know, uh, you don't really get dirty there. Um, however, my favorite track, uh, which is very close to you actually, um, would actually be Port Royal. Uh, we went up there the year Larson won his first late model race. Um that that track is wild it's so fast down the back straightaway and it actually just got added to iRacing too which is very cool and i enjoy running it as well well what what about dirt racing has has drawn you to it like why why are you a dirt racing fan uh that was something probably an asshole fan yeah that was something that just piqued my interest at a very young age um and i've just been going ever since you know Uh, if there's ever like a really big race or something uh normally Normally, I try my best to be there. Obviously, last week being a million dollars on the line, you know, I kind of had to be there. No, absolutely. And, I mean, uh, like like we said, we watched it. It was really fun stuff. And, I mean, even during the day, I don't know if you've – how many dirt events have you seen that are run during the day like Eldora? Because they, their events got pushed, uh, pushed out from Wednesday night because of rain, and they had to do it all – during the day Thursday and it was something that I've, I've never seen before. So I, I gotta ask, have you ever seen anything like that where they run during the day? Um, I have normally it's an occasion where there is a rainout. I know Charlotte did it a couple of years ago. 
Uh, they got about half of their program in. I think they got the late model race in, and they still had like the big blocks and the sprint cars. Um, but uh, I think that's the only instance that I ever remember um, of it actually being in the daytime, other than Eldora. You did mention about uh, the Charlotte Dirt Track, and I know they've got a, I know they've got a big event. I believe later on, I think it's around October ish, like yeah, kind of he, towards the end of the NASCAR schedule. Jake, go on. It, it, it's a no. I was gonna say it's about time he, he starts sending us invites every day for that for that event. <laughs> yeah, the like, finals. yeah. I've been asking these dudes, which it, it's gonna be a little it's gonna be a little drastic for you to just come there for that since you're now you're in California, but. Uh, that is um, absolutely my favorite event of the year is the world finals. There's so much to do out like away from the racetrack. Yeah. Um, I mean, Concord and Charlotte area is a great place. So, I mean, I really enjoy, uh, I really enjoy that weekend. And, and that's what does it have? The world of outlaws sprint cars. Yeah. It, uh, world of outlaws, late models, world of outlaws, sprint cars, and then uh, some Northern stuff, which is the big block modifieds, which I really enjoy too. Yeah, so I went out to a uh, World of Outlaws sprint car race here about a couple months back. Uh, kind of the first, you know, first track I've been to out in California. It, it's just so eye-opening how much you know there is to do with when the World of Outlaws come into town. Like the track was awesome. It was um, Paris Auto Speedways is where they were racing. The racing was fantastic, and I mean, just the 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 way that NOS Energy's kind of bought into that series, and you know, they have so many displays, so many merch haulers, like so much stuff to do. It, it's like I mean, you, you have more merch haulers at a sprint car race than a NASCAR race these days, which is kind of interesting yeah, when, when you really think also. about it. But it makes the experience so much better. So I see why there's such a big crowd and a draw now to dirt racing, you know, because it's definitely uh, puts on quite the events and yeah. it makes it fun to go to. They, especially the World of Outlaw Sprint Cars, they put on, I believe they put on the best show in the country. Yeah. That's what I said when I was there. I said, this. they said it's the greatest show on dirt and they're not lying. They, they do really not are. lie, no. It was uh, it was ten out of ten. So, anyways, kind of bringing it back over to the iRacing stuff, and and just, I mean, just kind of your life stuff too, if you want to bunch that all together. Season's coming to a close. It's almost playoff time. You know, what, what's the goal for the end of this year? Well, obviously, obviously, I've got one week in particular circled coming up in about uh, two weeks. Obviously, that's a big deal to me. Uh, everybody says that's my only chance to win, and I'm. I'm I've got. Holiday, I'm almost on the. Of, right? Yes, I'm on. I'm almost on the edge of having to win, uh, depending on how Nashville goes. Um, yeah, I, Talladega would be huge to win that in the Cup Series. Um, other than that, man, if I can make the playoffs, I think I'd. I'd pretty much knock off my goals. I'm kind of racing for wins in the other series. Whenever I show up for them, I'm, I think I'm out of the playoffs for both of them. So. Uh, we're just racing for wins in the other series and trying to make the playoffs in the uh, Cup Series. So, what would be a successful playoff run in the Cup Series for you? Are you trying to make it through the round of twelve into the round of eight, go all the way to the final four? Mm, bro, I'm gonna be honest with you. Uh, the way the schedule looks, um, I think it's Martinsville and the Roval is two of the five tracks. It ain't gonna happen. <laughs> just looking at it right there, dude. I mean, unless some people wadded up like they did in the uh, first couple of races of the season, it don't look good at all. <laughs> yeah, it's Homestead, Charlotte, Roval, Martinsville, Michigan, and then Vegas. Yeah, I mean, there's some good tracks in there. I could I could sneak around, but I mean, Final Four is asking for a lot. 
Yeah, and I know too. Vegas being the finale, that's going to just set up for interesting. Whoever's in the final four, I feel like everybody's going to have a chance there. Especially you know when you look at the truck series where the model halves are almost restrictor plate style racing. It's you know a lot of on throttle time, and uh, you know a lot of drafts coming into play and stuff like that. So, so all right. So you're looking for a playoff push, maybe in the Cup Series. What about next season, you know, what are you looking at next season? You want to stay in the Cup cars? You want to go back down to trucks? Uh, you, you've obviously ran some Xfinity races this year on Thursday nights. What are you looking at for for season three of area? Um, I know. New team also. <laughs> I haven't, you know, I I don't know how that would be because I I haven't never opened the door to that really. I mean, there was one season I think we got a little hot with each other, and I like ran my own thing, and we seen how that worked out. Um, I I don't know. I don't know if I'd ever go to a different team. I don't want any. I mean, I like the people I'm with. Uh, yeah. Obviously, next season I've kind of expressed wanting to do one series. Uh, I don't know if it would be trucks or uh, cup. Also, I, I see like I see I guess an opportunity in the Xfinity series. I mean, I could probably make the playoffs there, especially with how good I've ran since I got the new computer. Uh, so I mean, yeah, I haven't decided yet. So speaking of the team, and like you said, kind of sticking around, we were talking a little bit earlier today about how uh, Jordan Martin, how he initially came onto the team. We didn't even think he was the Jordan Martin that he was. We thought he was somebody else. And about two months later, after talking to Jordan, we realized that this is not the same Jordan we were thinking of. Uh, But he's kind of fit in well to the team, at least I would say from my perspective. Uh, You know, what are your teammates like? You know, you got Reinhardt and Jordan on on Mondays and Tuesdays. And then Thursdays, there's a boatload of guys that run kind of under our wing on uh, on the Xfinity side. So, yeah, um, as far as Reinhardt, we've had a lot of experience together. Obviously, we've been around each other for a long time. He fit right in with us. I was very uh, vocal about getting him on the team. Obviously, there were some question marks, you know, about him missing a couple of races or whatnot. But I was very strong about getting him on in the preseason. Jordan, uh, I know both of us kind of had looked at him last season when he drove, I think it was the O2 in the Xfinity Series. Um, yeah, he fits in great, though. It's funny. Uh, our guy on Xbox, we were so sold on that being him for the longest time. And then he spoke to us, and we were like, uh-oh. <laughs> so... Um, yeah, it was a, it was, that was a little funny because, like you mentioned, we we have a friend named Jordan Martin, and for the long, they they never talked for some reason. They went for a long time without actually talking to the guy, and we're like, oh, do you remember those Xbox days? Like, what? No. <laughs> yeah, no. He, like I said, this this Jordan, our Jordan, uh, you know, that was messaging me through iRacing, talking about the league, messaging me through Discord a lot. So you know, our only communication was you know through text chat. And uh, one day, you know, after him being in the league for about two months, I said, it said something about like the Xbox days or asking him something like that. And he was like, that is not me. And I was like, oh, well, it, it kind of worked out anyway. So because he's he is such a cool kid and, he, you know, he's gotten along perfectly with us. And uh, it was just funny though that we it took us that long to figure out that that was not the same guy. It was like a different Jordan Martin, but yeah, he's fitting well. And our uh, I think the others you were referring to was the Bell Wiseheart team. Um, yeah, there's a lot of guys that run on there's, Thursdays. There's some guys uh, over there, which I think everybody on that team, if I'm not mistaken, has came from Extreme. Uh, Carter, Senesac, Garrett Grant. Yeah, um, all of them came over, which is 
pretty neat that they kind of followed us, you know, they liked what we were doing um, over here in the area. Uh, Carter, he ran with us in the, I guess it would be called the ARCA series um, over there. I was a teammate with him for, I think, two seasons. Um, he's fun to work with. He's easy to get along with as well. Uh, Garrett, um, you know, we've got him in the group chat on uh, – so we've talked to him a little bit as well. Uh, I don't I don't have too many communications with Bryce, but you know he seems like a cool guy too. Yeah, yeah, and no, I think it, it it does kind of fit in all together. And I guess technically James Skyley, who runs on Thursdays with us, he he came on last season, um, in area on his own. So he's uh, not yeah. one of the former extreme guys. Uh, funny funny thing about him, I thought he was still in my sponsor when he came in last season. I was getting worried that I was going to have a blank. Oh card. yeah. Yeah, that's a good question, though. So talk about that Rick's Hot Sauce sponsorship and how that's kind of been. Yeah, um, Rick's Hot Sauce. This is now season four for me. Um, They sent me a little care package, like, after the first season. You know, I think I've ran out now. I'm awful dry. But, uh, yeah, I've I've had some pretty neat-looking race cars with Rick's Hot Sauce on them. And, obviously, uh, they've came along, and, hey, they've got some good product, too. Well, I was going to say, though, that the, the South Beach Heat product was kind of partly your idea a little bit that, that you wanted to, to come up with. Well, we uh, we definitely pitched some names for it. It got ugly right there for a little while, and then I just kind of threw that out there. You know, something something kind of hit. Um, so I, I think I had watched, like, LeBron James's like, commitment video, and he uh, went from Cleveland to Miami, and he said, I'm taking my talents to South Beach, and it kind of hit. So that's kind of kind of where I pitched that to you um, on that. So it's the hottest one we got too. So, but all right, Ryan. Well, I think uh, honey, I don't know if you got anything else for Ryan before we kind of wrap things up. Uh, well, I probably just don't like the cup side of things because we're on an off week, and the next track we're going to, not only an area but in NASCAR, also is Nashville. What do you think about that? And uh, who do you see winning that on the on the NASCAR side of things? Um, as bad as I wish it was Nashville Fairgrounds, um, Nashville Super Speedway, I think, uh, think I should do okay. Obviously, I got to manage myself, keep myself clean, uh, don't make any mistakes or whatnot, don't get myself in a bigger hole than I'm already in. Uh, as far as NASCAR, I mean, you could be looking at somebody, it's kind of hard not to go with Larson after he literally led almost every lap there last season yep that is, that is true it, everybody's talking about joey logano winning all these new tracks forget about kyle larson winning at nashville <laughs> yeah cup it, got, uh, it got pretty ugly um that's another guy who's really kind of up my ante on dirt racing uh, even like yeah. the spring, before i mean before COVID or whatnot Whenever he went on his tear after that little incident he had or uh, controversial statement or whatever, we're not going to really get into that, but he went on a tear on dirt races, and I started yeah. watching that on Dirt Vision. He was racing like every night. That's what really I got me hooked to it. that night you were at Port Royal when he was his first time in a super late model. I think Flow Racing said that was like their most streams ever purchased for a race was to watch him run that, and I was one of the people who watched that, and you were there, and him winning – in the Super League model, his first night out was dude. That ridiculous. place was ridiculous because Port Royal. Uh, I don't know if you've ever paid attention to it or whatnot. When they have sprint car, they all have sprint car fans there. Um, 
whenever they have dirt late model, they have late model fans there. But whenever he was racing that race, they had a mix of both. And when he crossed the finish line, that place went wild. Yeah, and it was a freaking badass race too, and just an incredible run. That whole summer stint, like you're saying, he won like eighty I mean, races yeah, that year. Or eighty, I think it was, I think it was closer to fifty something. I'm not exactly sure, but yeah, he went on a tear. That that night, he almost hit the guy on the go, uh, like the go uh, golf cart or whatever. I don't know where exactly <laughs> where it was, but he went in the infield and like ran that dude down in two laps. It was wild. Yeah, that was uh, Sheldon Hoddenshield, right? Where he passed him. No, I think it was. Uh, I know it was uh, Shuhart that he was catching, but dude, he. I don't know how he didn't hit the guy on the golf cart. Yeah. Well. Anyways, Ryan, this was fun, man. So appreciate you hopping in here, kind of last minute deal uh, on the uh, on the pod. I don't know how there. I guess I'll, I'll toss it to you if you got anything else you want to say and kind of wrap things up. Uh, no, that was basically the last thing I wanted to say. But, yeah, thanks again for coming on the pod, and uh, good luck on the rest of the season for you, bud. Yeah, uh, I'd like to thank, uh, obviously, Jake, uh, being the car owner, uh, Rick's Hot Sauce, uh, .com, uh Wax Electric, Lodgebox, uh, all my teammates, uh, everybody that asked me to be on here. I appreciate every single one of you. <laughs> um, yeah, I be around uh obviously if we ever do any with like a round table or whatever let's do it all right man yep. sounds good to me that interview with ryan swan was brought to you by areairacing.shop head on over to areairacing.shop it just had an update on the website where it's a little more organized now so you can enter on your browser and you can hit explore and it'll have all of the shirts t-shirts tank tops for you or you can go under apparel or homeware accessories because we have pillows, we have stickers, we have the commentators collection of the Louisiana Dive my personal favorite. Or if you want to buy Ryan Swan merch, we have it there too. We've got some pretty neat uh, long sleeve shirts, sweatshirts, stickers, tank tops, even more. There's Jordan Martin, Forrest Smith, even Jacob Bell. Got Danny Ware in there as well. And much more all on areairacing.shop. And hold on. But wait, there's more. If you use discount code HAPPYHOUR, it will save you 10% off on your checkout from AreaIRacing.shop. So go ahead and head on over. But once again, that is AreaIRacing.shop. And use discount code HAPPYHOUR, all one word, by the way, HAPPYHOUR for 10% off. All right, Hunter, back here with you to talk a little bit about last weekend's race we had in real-life racing, I should say. NASCAR went up to Sonoma. We had the trucks. We had the cup cars. And honestly, a little bit of a snoozer, I felt like, on Sunday. And, uh, you know, Saturday probably wasn't the most exciting race either. Did have that red flag there at the end. But ultimately, it still ended up with everybody's favorite, a Kyle Busch win. Yeah, for the truck side of things, I mean, it, it kind of felt like one of the cup guys were going to win. But, you know, I, I honestly expected uh, Josevar to race the full race especially after he got pole but he, he wrecked again pole because i, I want to get this out of the way where the where the timing line is so for road courses it's not the start finish line where your time begins and ends because at, at road courses you got to go like you know uh, yeah, be a long two cool miles down around lap, the you know? track yeah it'd be a super long cool down lap you'd get in the way of the drivers kind of be like formula one where you'd have cars moving out to the side nascar doesn't want to do that so they have a timing line over 
on the back side of Sonoma, like right before turn 11. But it's in such a horrible spot where you ha- basically so you have dumb. to keep your foot in it in order to put down a fast lap. Hosefar did that. It got him the pole, but he wrecked the truck doing it, and he had to go to the back. And, you know, ultimately they just decided, okay, we're not going to have him. I think it, it might have been a different story if he was on the pole, but they decided to put Daniel Suarez in the car. Suarez was on standby. Uh, so he got into the 42 car. It took way too long to get him. Yeah, way too long they... to do the swap. And also with the stage caution like coming up, why not just do it under yellow? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I, I understand that. But he went two laps down. He's able to get back on the lead lap, get a solid top 10 out of it. I believe he got seventh. Uh, but yeah, like you mentioned, Kyle Busch, it's not going to be him or Ross Chastain. It felt like uh, getting the win. There were so many cup guys in the field where it just seemed like one of them had to win, uh, especially in the trucks. And Kyle Busch was that one truck driver that got it done. Uh, Zane Smith was the highest finishing truck regular in second. I've, I felt like he was going to be up there regardless. Ty Majeski came home with solid third. Chastain got fourth. And one of KBM's trucks was Chandler Smith coming home with that top five. Yeah, and then Sunday we moved to the cup cars, and I had talked about it last week on the pod that it was going to be a Kyle Larson and Chase Elliott kind of day. They were just going to dominate, and they dominated qualifying, and then they ran up front early in the race, and then all of a sudden Daniel Suarez got up to the lead in that final stage, and everybody was kind of holding their breath, waiting for that you know caution to come out at the end and restart everybody and kind of screw him out of his first win, but didn't happen. He was able to hold on, get that first win, his first career win in the Cup Series. And that kind of made up, at least in my opinion, and, you know, for for my taste and what I like in a race, um, that kind of made up for the, you know, the race being a little dry, in my opinion. There wasn't a whole lot of passing, especially up front. Um, It's kind of weird that, you know, the Gen 6 cars race so much better at a road course than the next gen does. It kind of felt like the talk of the next gen was that it was going to be great at the road courses. And so far, road courses and short tracks, it just has not been. Um, but yeah, hey, at least Suarez got the dub. Yeah, uh, shout out Daniel Suarez. First win ever for Daniel Suarez. Fifth different driver in NASCAR history, born outside of the States to win. And the first ever Mexican-born driver to win in the Cup Series. That's pretty cool. Uh, but yeah, it, it looked like it was Chase Elliott, or Kyle Larson, either one of those guys were going to win early on. Then the strategy came into play. Um, like I said, it seemed like it was going to be uh, track position. And that last caution, I think the last caution that came out was for Larson's tire coming out because he wiggled yeah. weird coming out of pit road, lost the wheel in turn two, caution came out, kind of changed everything because once it, I, I saw it was uh, – by that point, everyone knew it was track position. Then you got – Daniel Suarez, Chris Buescher, Michael McDowell, Kevin Harvick up there in the front for the restart. I'm like, holy cow, one of these guys, it's going to win because it's going to come down to track position and those early laps in the restart. It's going to come down to either one. I'm okay with either one of these guys, you know, especially imagine if Chris Buescher won. No, no knock on Suarez. It's great that he won and all, but imagine if Chris Buescher won, you know, a couple weeks ago, he flips at the Coke 600. Then he had to sit out gateway because he tested positive for COVID. Then he comes back to Sonoma. And if he would have won, that would have been 
an imaginable, uh, unbelievable ro- a roller coaster of emotions for those three weeks. But second is still good. Second sucks, but hey, after the after the ride, Chris Bush has been through. He'll take it. And how about Michael McDowell? I didn't realize this this season. That thirty four car, six top tens this yeah. year. Six top tens. It, it's unreal. He's actually got some speed, and who knows? Maybe he could win his way into the playoffs. You never know. Yeah, well, I tweeted right after the race. I said, I need to know what the Suarez, Busher, McDowell top three parlay would have paid out. I kind of was able to crunch the, the numbers on my own. Um, not, obviously, you know, it, it was hard to actually find out after the race was over what the odds were. Uh, but it was looking at like 50, plus 50,000. <laughs> so yeah, if somebody nuts. was able to to put that together, uh, shout out on that because – what a payday! Hundred bucks to win fifty thousand dollars is is pretty good work there. Um, but yeah, no, I think that just kind of speaks to how unexpected it was. But McDowell honestly qualified top ten um, and ran in the top ten the entire race. Actually, ran in the top five honestly most of the race. So it really wasn't that crazy that he was able to finish third. The Busher in second was obviously a little surprising, and then Suarez on top. You know, not crazy surprising either really. But uh, just you know, the fact that they all three were able to do it on the same day is pretty impressive. But it, it was cool, man. You, I think you also got to mention how good Trackhouse has been in just their second season. Now, they already have three wins this season. Pro- I don't know. I'm not looking at the standings. They probably have the most wins of any team, I would assume. <laughs> they, have, they have three wins. They only have three wins this season. That's the most they've had in the season because they went winless to start their first season. But, uh, yeah, got to give props to Trackhouse. I did not expect this uh, to come out of – uh, come out of this team, and like you said, it's in their second year, which is it's just it's nuts. And I, you know, I think Hendrick has the most wins. Seeing Bowman's got one, Larson still has one, Chase Elliott, yeah, has Hendrick's one. got five Byron's with got Byron, two. yep, yep, the yep. Hendrick's got five. So I was wrong about that, but I mean, still, I mean, for Trackhouse to even be in that conversation with the top teams and just their second year is, is insane, yeah, that's nuts. Uh, but. You know, it, it it's really interesting because Ross Chastain, he's looking like a title contender. And this is his first season with Trackhouse, by the way. This is a new car uh, that Trackhouse added. You know, Pitbull, Justin Marks behind the whole deal. They got to be feeling pretty good about it. I know they, it was kind of meant for, you know, Daniel Suarez. And he had some solid runs last year, but couldn't quite piece it together towards the end of the season. They added in the second car. They got Ross Chastain. He's he's proven to be a championship favorite. I mean, look, uh, he's uh, if I look at this right, I believe he's only 16 points out of the regular season uh, title. So it's within reach for him to be the regular season champion to get those bonus points that that could propel him possibly into the championship Four. I know we're in June, but with the way that one car is running, I mean, he's in the top 10 every week no matter where we go i mean even what happened at gateway with him hamblin chase elliott he still got top 10 out of it so he he's the one i'd keep an eye on and suarez if he puts together a few more solid runs like we saw at sonoma he might be in there in that conversation as well yeah it's just like i said it's been pretty cool to see and especially you know with pitbull being a co-owner of the team kind of getting the more celebrities involved is obviously it's going to help the sport in the long run um flash forward to this weekend cup and xfinity are on an off week and then we finally get to go to nbc coverage thankfully full time uh for to finish yeah. off the year 
Um, but trucks are at Na- Knoxville, and last season that race was a complete shit show. So I have expectations to see another shit show this weekend. Yeah, low expectations for that. I mean, is Osovar got screwed out of a win there? It seems like he gets screwed out of a win every time he's in the lead late in the going. I don't know why it just always seems to happen. I feel like he should be the favorite to win, even though he's got an injury, but uh, well, not for real. I mean, it's kind of subsided for the most part, but I'm not counting out how so far I'm, I feel like personally for me, he's the favorite to win. Now it could be Chandler Smith. He had a, I think he stole the win last year. I believe I, I honestly don't know who won, but uh, I gotta look at Osovar to be the favorite. Just, Caution after caution after caution, then him getting screwed out of that. That was just unfortunate. Uh believe there's a couple of dirt drivers that are making yes. their Corey Carpenter. Uh he, he was the one that, that won that ride uh with Nice. Um so or did I say Corey Carpenter? Oh man, that's the wrong carpenter. That's the, Corey Carpenter was the one who was in area. Uh he was the one that was in area and got DQ'd at Dover when he crossed the line first and then ended up um um yeah no tyler carpenter that's who's in the 41 truck this weekend uh he won that ride after winning the gateway dirt nationals in the super late models um nice motorsports uh said whoever won that week was gonna get the ride in the june truck race at knoxville and he ended up winning it and that guy is freaking hilarious to listen to um so if they get a chance to interview him before or after the race and i mean god forbid he gets a top five or something it's gonna be electric yeah, uh, I I have remembered about him. It, it's been a while since I've seen that, but you know, it, hey, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, Stuart Friesen, obviously, dirt racer, one to watch out for. Time Majeski, I'd say one to watch out for. Zane Smith, he's been fast all year. I don't see why wouldn't be one to watch out for here. Uh, yeah, that's that's about it. Unless there's any other dirt names that catch my eye. I'd say look out for those guys to be the favorite to win. Well, we've seen it though. The past couple of times we, we went dirt racing in NASCAR, the, uh, the dirt racers that uh, end up showing up a lot of times don't really fare much better than the series regulars. So I think Kosovar is like a good example of like a solid pick. Um, I don't think he has a dirt background entirely. I, I can't say for sure whether or not he does, but, uh, uh, you know, Matt Crafton, he's the guy who raises a lot of dirt ever since the truck started going to Eldora. Um, so he'd be one to watch out for as well. Uh, I, I think it's just going to be a fun race. Like I said, a complete shit show last year. Um, they had that ginormous wreck going into turn one on a restart. So it should be fun. I'm looking forward to, to watching that this weekend. No cup racing on, no Xfinity racing on, but at least we get to see some truck racing on the dirt. Yep, that's Saturday night, and that unfortunately is on FS1. But, you know, like you mentioned, we have an off week for a cup and Xfinity. And then just like almost like clockwork for, for area, they'll both be going to Nashville. Uh, but we'll, we'll we'll get a look at what Nashville is going to look like before the real life cup cars and Xfinity cars go there. Um, that's the next yeah. topic that we'll be talking about here uh, in just a moment. We're going to take a little break here, get some water, get some refreshments some vitamins as pat mcafee likes to say (laughs) gonna get some vitamins in our system and uh we'll have to thank swift lifestyles for those supplements yeah absolutely so want to invite everybody listening and everybody 
watching. I mean, I guess this goes on YouTube, so they could watch it even though there's no video. Uh, check out, though, our partners over at Swift Lifestyles. If you guys go to swiftlifestyles.com, use discount code AREIRACING. It'll save you 15% off your entire order. Uh, they just dropped some new merch uh, that they put up on the site, some new hoodies, some new uh, gym shorts as well that I have, and they're super comfortable. They're amazing, amazing, amazing products, um, but really – they actually make supplements that help improve your focus, and it's actually a gaming-driven uh, company as well. So they can help you, uh, your focus in racing, sim racing, esports, whatever it is. They got everything that can fix your needs for that. Uh, so definitely check them out. And when you do, make sure you use discount code Area I Racing and save fifteen percent off. All right, Hunter. So last week we had our picks for Coda. And we kind of hinted at it a little bit earlier. Uh, you didn't do so hot. I had one pick that made it the whole race. My one yeah. pick didn't even show up. Yeah, and you can blame Ryan Hartz for that, rightfully so. He, he deserves a, a stern talking to for that. Um, so we can recap our picks, and then we'll preview a little bit of Nashville and make our picks for that race. Last week, Monday night, Cup Series. Uh, was your best night, actually? You picked Nick Johnston. Uh, he, you know, ran up front. He was in that mix of the top five most of the night. Uh, let me try to pull up the results really quick as I'm shuffling over from the Xfinity series. Uh, I think he, he ended up in the top five. I do believe if I have a quick memory. Yes, he finished. Yeah, he finished fifth. He got you 40 points on the night. So solid pick there. Unfortunately for you though, I ended up picking David Weishart who finished second on the night. Uh, got me 42 points. So a little bit of an advantage, but we'll call it even for night one on Monday. That's about as close as it got because the next couple of nights it was just oh, downhill. Did not, <laughs> yeah, downhill, downhill for me, not for Jake. Although it seems like a it was downhill for Jake, but not as much. Yeah, it was downhill tactically for both of us, but one a lot worse than the other. Tuesday night, uh, you went ahead and picked Ryan Hartz, who gave you a grand total of zero points because he had something come up, I guess, before the race, wasn't able to make it. I picked James Shane Wolf on Tuesday night, but honestly, he did not fare too much better. Um, he blew up, I want to say, on lap one or lap two of the race, like kind of what Beckner did pretty early on in the race. Um, so he ended up with a 22nd place finish. He blew up on lap six. I should give him, I guess, his full credit. Um, 22nd place finish got me 22 points on the night. So zero points for Hunter on Tuesday. I ended up taking home 22. And then Thursday, uh, <laughs> not, not a good not a good night for you there, Hunter, either. No. I already made my pick early. I called my shot like Babe Ruth, and I just like popped up in in shallow left field. I mean, <laughs> it that's unfortunate to happen. I mean, then it, we went half a lap, and the shifter and, and uh, it brutal, absolutely brutal. Uh, and the worst part about it, I put channel points on it, and I lost. I lost yeah. all those points. Yeah, I, well, what's funny is I picked James Scioli, who ended up winning the race and getting me 48 points, but I didn't even pick him in the channel contest. I ended up picking Bryce Senesek. Um, But no, you picked Travis Beckner, lap one. Uh, he goes down the backstretch and money shifts, as we like to call it. He blew the engine as well. Uh, but he did. You got to give him some credit here. He stuck around for them to replace the motor, and he went back out on track, and he did pass one driver in Andrew Santo, who was retired from the race. So he did get you at least an extra point there for a grand total of 21. Um, I got 48 that night, so that brings our total for the past two weeks. Hunter at 149 points, and then myself at 206 points. So a 57-point cushion already going you know, almost into the playoffs here. 
Um, but because of that, I'll let you pick first. Uh, going to Nashville next week, the mile and a third, I think it is, track. Yep, 1.33 concrete D-shaped oval. I'm going with the favorite. Give me Jake Nichols. I need to get back ah. on track. I need to. I need to. I need to get back on track. I can't be down this much this early. Well, what's funny about this all is uh, this is the first time uh, since we started doing our picks that one of us has actually picked Jake Nichols. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why we haven't picked him, but it seems like he would be you know the obvious choice. But I'm going to kind of take it. Uh, the easy one out here. I'm going to go with the guy who won Nashville last year in the cup series and go with David Weishart. He was looking forward to that race. He's obviously going to be pretty strong and we'll touch a little bit more on Nashville after we make our picks. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to go Weishart to go uh, for two straight years on Monday nights. Well, I already knew you were going to do that. It's the David Weishart show. This is the David Weishart segment of the show because Jake always picks David Weishart for the most part. Uh, but he, Hey, yeah. I got the points lead. Do I not? Yeah, you do. I I just I knew you were gonna pick him too, but <laughs> yeah. So that those are our cup picks. We're gonna go ahead and transition now into Tuesday night. Now I feel like Tuesday night might be a toss up. I know uh, Brad Slaughter won last year, but it, this year it just seems like it's anyone's game. Yeah, the uh, the tracks are going to be really interesting at Nashville. I don't know what to expect because, you know, most of the time on our mile and a half, it's a lot of on throttle time, wide open, high bank. Nashville's a little bit flatter, I feel like. Uh, not as much on throttle time. Uh, it's going to, you know, it's going to take a lot more finesse. And it's just a, it's just a weirder shaped track. Um, but obviously you get to pick first. So I'll listen to who you got. Yeah, like I said, it's a toss up. It's going to be tough. You got... You know, Brad Slaughter won last year. You got Cameron Hearn, who's got the most wins in the trucks. I'm going to go ahead and go on a limb. Give me Danny Ware. Ooh, the good, good, good pick there. I, I like that pick. Danny's been – the only thing you got to watch out for with this pick is that he doesn't get wrecked because uh, that's kind of been Danny's kryptonite this season. Oh, my God. Well, have you, you, say, you, you say that now. Yeah. Uh, well, all right. <laughs> well, I'm going to go with – a track that's kind of similar, not really at all similar uh, to Nashville, but uh, we went to Darlington a little bit earlier in the season, obviously. I don't know if they're the exact same length. They're pretty close in length, and in terms of shape, it's also kind of similar because it's like those you know narrow, kind of more hairpin-style corners versus a wide-sweeping corner at a mile and a half. And Cameron Hearn ended up winning Darlington in the trucks earlier this season. So I'm going to take him to win on Tuesday night in Nashville and uh, pick up, what, his third truck win, I think, this year? Yeah. No, he's it, he's got three, so it'd be number it'd four. Be four. Isn't it crazy? I mean, he's got three truck wins, but he's 13th in points. <laughs> so yeah, it's either, he's either going to win. Yeah, he's either going to win and give me the win, or he's going to wreck and give me the uh, the bad yeah. points. But either uh, way, I'll, I'll a, run it out. As a Phillies fan, and I'm wearing his shirt too, it's like Kyle Schwarber when he whenever he's up at the plate, he either hits a dinger or he strikes out. That's basically what, what Cameron Hearn is, putting it into baseball terms. Uh, then let's go ahead and make our picks for the Xfinity Cars, the Lodgebox Series. Uh, so my last pick was Beckner. I'm going to avoid picking Beckner. Um, I'm going to go ahead. It's it's it, Man. Tonight, it seemed like a really solid night for both Elwood Design Esports and Bell Weishart Esports. Those Elwood guys are always quick, but Bell Weishart, they've got some speed also. It's tough. You can't go you can't go wrong with Elwood Design, so I'm going to go ahead, go on a limb, 
give me Shane Therian. He's going to get this 38 card back on track and into victory lane. Okay, so you're going to take an Elwood Designs car. I am also going to take an Elwood Designs car, uh, but I'm going to take the owner. I'm going to take Alan Elwood in the number 49. He's been just too good lately. I think he's won, you know, two, yeah, two of the last three or four races, and he's finished, what, he finished third tonight at Coda. Um, he's been too good to not pick, uh, so I'm going to go ahead and take the 49 of Alan Elwood uh, to give me some good picks, uh, to give me some good points on Thursday. And, uh, yeah, so let's talk a little bit about uh, Nashville here, Hunter, before we wrap things up. Last season, you mentioned that uh, you said Brad won it in season one in the uh, truck series. Uh, in the Xfinity series, it was actually Connor Okrezik who was able to pick up his one and only win in area. Um, I remember that race because I actually was watching it from Amsterdam, <laughs> so I wasn't even in the United States. Uh, so I didn't Shout get to run Amsterdam. the Cup Series race. Yeah, I, I didn't get to run the Cup Series race, but I did get to – to run the truck series race, I do believe. And uh, remember uh, watching that race and, and seeing how that all played out. But yeah, we got a lot of guys with success at new Nashville that are going to be running the cup series on Monday night. So I think that's going to make it for an interesting show. Yeah. Yeah. It will be an interesting show and Wiseheart won last year, but Jake Nichols seems like the favorite for the championship. We're going to give him a run for his money. We'll see if he could defend that track and, uh, we'll see if Cameron Hearn will, will wall ride again because it seemed like he wall rode uh, <laughs> he wall rode in like every race that we ran at Nashville last season. Uh, but we'll, yep. we'll have to keep an eye for the trucks because like I said, t- trucks, it's like a toss up. It's like there's so many good trucks out there that could win it. You don't know which one will be the favorite, but Brad Slaughter won last year. So he he's looking like the favorite yep. heading in. Um, also noting then, last year's truck race was caution yep. free also, by the way. No cautions well, in the tracks last year in Nashville. We'll we'll see if that's the case. Most likely not. I feel like, but I don't know. At least last year, yellow or two. 30, 32 trucks started last year in Nashville. No cautions. Fourteen on the lead lap. That's pretty competitive. How about no cautions in the top three? Were within eight tenths of a second as well. It was Brad Slaughter Jr., Garrett Grant, and Cameron Hearn. One, two, three. So could it could be quite the show. Um, considering those guys ran 130 laps and we're, we're still able to stay on top of each other through the entire thing. But, uh, but yeah, I'm looking forward to Nashville. And the most important thing to watch out for, like I said, is second to last week of the regular season. So you're going to have people trying to do everything they can to make sure they go to Talladega without being on the bubble because that's going to be key. So make sure you guys are tuning in to twitch.tv slash area iRacing. Also, Hunter, little teaser here little bit of exciting news coming up regarding the broadcast. So keep your eye out for that as well around playoff time. Yeah. Uh, I guess we'll, we'll hint it as like, you know, NBC's taking over. Whoa. For... That's way too good of a hit. What the heck? Oh, <laughs> that was way too good of a hit. Not, not dang it. <laughs> Don't listen to what he just said. Just know that there's some news coming soon. Hashtag. What is, uh, what does Pat Magnus say? I'm up to something. We're up to Shout something. Shout out. Okay, we're, we're, we're up to something big. We're up to something so, big. Then AJ Hawk and his titanium head. Yeah. <laughs> titanium forehead. <laughs> so that'll uh, do it on my end. Want to get out of here. Want to listen to the new Drake album. I'll be just quite frankly honest with everybody. So uh, we put, put in a good pod though. Put in some good work. I feel like. Yeah. I, I'm in a, I'm in a group chat with my friends from my other podcast that I'm a part of. Shout out Romigo's podcast. Just shout it out. Might as well. Shout out. Yeah. You already Talk said Romigo's podcast. Shout out. Episode two is coming out Monday. Uh, I, 
I'm not in it till episode three, but I'm in the intro for it. But Jake, you'll hear it. Uh, but they're in the group chat, and then they're saying, uh, "Well, I can't really say that part." But they're like <laughs> light, fire, light skin vibes, because they are. Oh, you know, that's the OG yeah. Drake. Then that, that's back from OG his uh, early yep. Drake day. Okay, good, good. I'm looking forward to it. But anyways, yeah. So that'll wrap it up from here. Appreciate everybody listening on Spotify, especially. We love our Spotify listeners. So. Uh, yeah, that, uh, that's all I got. I'm going to go ahead and toss it over to you to, to end this thing, man. I was going to say, yeah, that, that, that's basically it. We're going to see you guys later in episode four, and now we're going to... Who, who should be who should be the episode four guest? Ooh, I, I, see, I was thinking Brad Slaughter for this episode. Talladega week. No, no, you got to do yeah. Brad for next week because it's preview in Talladega. It's only right. Uh, okay, okay, yeah. But we'll uh, see. Stay tuned. Yeah, Hashtag we will see. something. Hashtag work for something big. <laughs> but we're, we're gonna sign off here we'll see you in episode four jake let's go listen to that drake album man absolutely we're gonna have to take care make love all that honestly never mind <laughs> yeah are we ready this how it's going down did you see me pull up in my new bins I got my beard all shaped up around my chin So I'm looking good, girl, and so are you So why don't we hang out, girl, just for a few Cause I got that good, good love, don't miss out on me I'm gonna blow your mind, just wait and see I'll make your body tingle when I taste your sugar and spice And you're gonna wanna stay longer But I only have tonight So let's let room wrestle With a side of bang bang Then we'll split splash And repeat all over again We'll move to the kitchen Onto the living room floor You'll think you have whiplash When we're banging against the door Yeah, it's that ooh, ooh, ooh Ah. Yeah, it's that ooh, 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 ah I knew it caught your eye When you saw all my shine You thought you were headed For a nice wine and dine But the look up on your face When I pulled up to my crib Said a thousand words But I knew you were down for the biz Cause I got that good, good love Don't miss out on me I'm gonna blow your mind, just wait and see We barely got in before you were all on me And I definitely see what kind of night this gonna be yeah. So let's yeah. wrestle with a side of bang bang. bang bang Then we'll split splash and repeat all over again We'll move to the kitchen, onto the living room floor You'll think you have whiplash when we're banging against the door. Yeah, it's that ooh, 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 ah. 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 Now, ain't this something? I know you didn't expect this. I knew you wanna stay, but I already called you a lift So now it's time for us to say bye-bye, bye-bye. 
But we can do this again some other time. Girl, you just got here with us. Girl, you just got here with us. Yeah, it's that. Is that ooh?